want to beat the burnout and find out what it really takes to boost your mojo, welcome to the Mojo Show. Join Kyle Hargreaves and David Elko, a couple of guys that used to be fit, then got fat, but managed to get fit again. They're on a mission to cut through all of the BS from the world of health, fitness and self-help and share their knowledge and experience as coaches to help you consistently look good, feel great and be at your best. Can you hear me now? There we go. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Try that again. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. All right, guys, for the second time, welcome to the Mojo Show with myself, David Elko. And on the other end of the call is Kyle Hargreaves. As you can see, technical issues right from the word go. It's going to be a good one. So, Kyle, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) Your crappy internet by the looks of it. What's going on there? Or is my it my crappy, crappy internet? My crappy internet, actually, Kyle Hargreaves, um, is a brand new router that now works throughout all of our house with no issues. We can turn our mobile data off. So suck my crappy internet up your rectum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's my crappy internet then. It's your crappy internet. <laughs> Uh, there you go, guys. Um, that's the uh, subject of tonight's podcast. How does crappy internet affect your ability to do your fitness stuff? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, oh, what's, man, been, what's, been, what's been what's been boiling your piss this week, Kyle? What's what's triggered you with regards to fitness and anything that you've seen? Nothing's really boiled my blood this week. It's been a pretty. Uh, tame week um, I was quite happy this morning because uh, I was in the gym and I managed to increase my deadlift and stuff and oh, I actually did a five, I did a 5 by 5 today so I've gone back onto a, nice like a, a basic strength cycle well, I say 5 by 5 I'm not really doing 5 I'm doing like 4 by 5 so I'm doing <laughs> 4 sets because just purely because of time yeah so, yeah, yeah. By, by, the, by the time you factor in like a 2 minute rest period on each set it start all of a sudden that 45 minutes has it's gone quite quickly uh, yeah it does it go carl because obviously we're, talk, we're talking about stuff that we do in our own workouts but not everyone's going to understand always what we're, we're talking about so let's let's go with that like you know we're talking about four by four five by five you know some people might think they've just tuned into the the diy podcast <laughs> you know and it's like what the fuck is this this is about fitness and training um let's talk about some of that stuff you know like programming strength you know like how do you set up a program you know like people going oh well i want a program but uh what do i need in a program <laughs> well it depends on what you want to get from said program that's usually a good place to start is what what's my actual goal what am i doing this for and where am i at now so you know you need to know you need to have a good idea of what you can and can't do yeah. um but say we're talking like joe average right someone that wants to lose body fat um is the best way to do that generally is to build strength in the muscle actually build muscle density so Start doing some some strength work, and then start with the basics, the 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 five main compounds. So a compound exercise is exercise that uses lots of muscle groups or almost total body. So you've got your squats, your deadlifts, your presses, uh, your rows. Um, obviously, if you've never lifted any weights before, then maybe it might be a better idea to start with some body weight work to get some mobility <laughs> stuff going. But uh, you know. It depends what level you're at, but essentially you want to be looking at the core movement patterns, right? There's 
there's six core movement patterns. So the body follows six main patterns of movement plus gait before you jump in there. Plus oh, walking. you knew I was going to add some sort of comment and continue. <laughs> Get in there before you do. Boring. <laughs> so, so the body's designed to squat, bend, uh, squat, bend, push, twist, lunge. What am I missing? I'm missing one. Pull. Push, pull. Yeah. There we go. And walk and or run, which is gait. So you yeah. want you want yeah. So you want to work work the body, building strength in those areas. Because again, if we if, if we the last few weeks we've spoken a bit about functional training and function basically comes back down to what you need to do in your day to day life or in your sport or whatever it is that you do. Um, obviously, if you're training for sport or athletic performance, then you're going to be training maybe in a slightly different way, slightly different movements or. You know, but but essentially, we want to start off with building some base levels of strength throughout the body. Strengthen the muscles. You'll build some muscle density, not necessarily muscle size. There's a little bit of a difference. Um, so, ladies, don't worry if uh, the thought of doing strength training set, sends off your panic alarm and you want to get really muscly because it's not that easy for ladies to get that muscly. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, but basically, girls, you would literally have to have male-level testosterone, <laughs> okay? You would have to be training two to three times a day, okay? And potentially jacking up on enough roids to turn you into the hog. If you're not willing to do those three, it's just not going to happen. It's like, oh, but my friend Susan, she went with this trainer. Yeah, did your friend Susan all of a sudden get testicles and a beard? Oh, yeah. Oh, guess what she was doing? Growth <laughs> <laughs> <Both> hormone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's called illegal supplementation. <laughs> anyway, facetiousness over with, guys. Like Kyle said, it won't happen. <laughs> no, you have to train very, very specifically. And, yeah. Um, so, what was I, what, so what was I saying? No, no, no. You, you, was, you were saying, obviously, like about like fat loss and you, your base level strength. You've got your base level movements. But here's an interesting one. And I remember doing this with a certain female client that I believe you may have trained after I left the gym that we where we used to work together, right? Is that actually, I don't, I, when we had this conversation around, I don't want to get too hench. And I was like, I'm willing to prove it to you. I actually, because like you said about muscle density, it's like muscle is more dense, but it occupy, therefore occupies less space. I was like, your arms will actually be smaller in measurement but they will look bigger and it's a perception issue it's not an actual measurement and i bet if i measure them they're going to be smaller but you're going to be thinking that they're hench and the problem isn't in your arms that is this particular focus for this lady the problem is in your head and i was like guarantee it no went three months of pt on the line i'm that confident lo and behold did the measurements they were smaller and she's like that's nuts and i'm like there you go then <laughs> Yeah, there's a definite difference between real dense, tight muscle and not so dense muscle. Yeah, so you can see it in like like you see it a lot in different bodybuilders as well. You can see some bodybuilders look a bit more puffy, and and then you get those guys that look like they're just made out of granite or something, you know. Yeah. So you, you you can see there's a difference in in density. But anyway, getting back to my what I was saying. About what? Why, why do we want to build strength training? Why? Why not just do loads of cardio? Well, there's a couple of reasons. 
First that's one. Boring. I mean, no, sorry. <laughs> that's a very important point. Lots of cardio can be very boring. Now, it's not boring for everybody, we should say, because there are people that do like cardio that do enjoy it. Don't know what's wrong with them, but there, there no. you go. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but what long, but basically, long, steady cardio, what that does is when your heart rate's elevated over a long period of time, it raises stress hormones it, uh, so it re- releases more adrenaline than cortisol in the body which create which changes the way your body utilizes energy it can cause you to it well, basically puts more stress on your system and it can make it more difficult to lose fat it can put more stress on the joints it can actually cause muscle wastage it's why you see a lot of like the ultra marathon runners they apart from the fact that they usually look really skinny they get lots of injuries and your body's not designed to go for long distances all the time so the difference with strength training is but basically the stronger your muscle is or the more muscle density you've got and the more effective your cells are utilizing energy the more the more energy that your body will actually need just to function just to just to sustain itself so if we're thinking in terms of calories because that's what that's what we all understand yeah yeah, yeah. the stronger you are the more calories you burn just sitting on your ass. Yeah. And like literally like what Kyle says, like I'm sitting on my sofa right now. We're doing this call. Is that if I've got more muscle density and less body fat, I will literally burn more calories sitting on my butt than I would if I had less dense muscle and more fat. It is that simple, but there is cardio doesn't add that muscle density. In fact, there have been studies to prove that cardio of a certain type, like Kyle mentioned, long, boring, I mean, long, steady state, uh, <laughs> is that it actually takes that density away um there are ways that you can manipulate it but i don't want to get too boringly technical because you'll fall asleep uh <laughs> oh kyle's falling asleep yeah facetious <laughs> fucker <laughs> um there are ways to manipulate that and this is where again like we spoke about last week having a good trainer a good trainer will know these things yeah absolutely so it's looking at basics Right, so which yeah. is why I was saying about the big compound lifts. You can get in pretty decent shape working out two to three times a week, doing forty-five minutes to an hour um, in the gym with your basic five. You may not, if you if you obviously that's not necessarily going to be functional. I'm going to throw that word out there because it depends on what you're going to do. Obviously, you don't want to be if you're training just the five basic movements all the time and you're not doing different things with your body or or, you're, or you've got specific injuries or imbalances, they're not, there is the risk of creating more imbalance. And that's when you need someone specifically to help you design a slightly more tailored program. But for, for argument's sake, in terms of actually burning fat, a couple of workouts in the gym every day, you don't even need to go particularly heavy. You don't even need to go to mod, massive intensity. And you, 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 you don't have to go to this whole train to failure thing. this this is one of those this is one of the things that really does boil my piss about the fitness industry is that every set you have to fail every workout you have to throw up and we've spoken about this before but yeah see i'm 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 fundamentally right i'm not ashamed to admit it i'm a lazy shit i'm i want to get maximum return on minimal effort 
Yeah, what's wrong with getting maximum return? What's wrong, what is wrong, okay, with the minimum effective dose and actually being a lazy shit, okay? I, I personally think it's great, you know, the maximum return on effort for the minimum effective dose. I don't, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that, okay? <laughs> it's just about being smart. I mean, you go in yeah. and you see guys busting their backsides, like trying to push every single rep, and they're in bits, and you you see them three months down the line, their body's not changed. Yeah, that's true. Whereas (laughs) you you do, you see it all the time. Whereas if you train smart, you actually listen to your body and you look at this. This is the this is the advantage of doing um like the the pro like what I'm doing at the moment is I'm hitting all of my body all of all of instead of doing a split routine. So like traditional bodybuilding workout is one day you maybe do legs, another day you do your chest, another day you do shoulders. So you you split to different body parts. Well, instead of, instead of doing a, a split, I'm doing total body. So I'm working yep. my whole body. So in terms of a workout, I'm burning more calories during and after my workout because I've, I've used more of my body for the workout. But also what I'm doing is I'm maximizing my recovery because instead of smashing every muscle group to bits with like 25 sets on one day and not being able to walk, what I'm doing is I'm spreading those 25 sets out over the, over the space of a week. So I'm still getting a similar amount of volume, but my body's got that chance to recover. So every time I go back into the gym, I'm going in relatively fresh and I'm still getting the, the, I'm still getting the total volume that I would be doing if I was doing a split. Yeah. So that way I'm not walking like a penguin every single day. And actually, I'm still getting the muscle adaptation as well because I'm doing stuff in between at home, the body weight and resistance band stuff. Yeah. So that that so that keeps the adaptation going. That forces the body to adapt because basically, right, the, your your body's an adaptation machine. It's designed to survive the environment. So when you're chucking it under a load of heavy weight, your body goes, "Ah, oh, crap! I need to be able to cope with this." So it starts to adapt, which is why it starts to break down muscle and repair it and build it back stronger because it's it's an it's an environment mental adaptation yeah we're just trying to do it a smart way yeah that's that that's it and what kyle's basically described there guys and like we've mentioned way 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 back at the start is you know methods are many principles are a few you know methods really work principles always do the principle is something called progressive overload Uh, and it's basically you are overloading the body you know so to force that adaptation to occur now the more recent research i don't get me wrong and i know kyle's done body bodybuilder type splits as well they do work to a point they do produce results in terms of getting hench but they leave you so well they didn't for me i was always a skinny little run (laughs) yeah but that that yeah yeah that's that's because she didn't eat enough they work for me mainly because i was consuming like nine million calories an hour i mean (laughs) funny Um, enough dave i gained more weight when i stopped doing bodybuilder splits and stopped training altogether (laughs) i wonder what happened there (laughs) oh yeah me too oh enough about that um yeah so they they do work but basically there's not enough overload between each session unless you're willing to commit to like seven days a week of training and anyone that's not an actual bodybuilder just doesn't have that fucking time you just don't have it you know so if you've only got three sessions a week it makes more sense to repeat the the workouts change the movement slightly you know like like Carl just said he's doing bits in between you know each workout god you could have a back squat one day a front squat the next day and a jump squat or a bodyweight squat on the other third session it's still a squat it's still going to target your 
quads and glutes or the fronts of your thighs and backside yeah but it, as you've changed the movement it's a different stimulus for the body and the body doesn't understand muscles it understands movements it just activates the muscles to create the movement but that's its level of functional understanding of your muscles yeah so if you change the movement you change the stimulus which is enough of a difference to allow certain level of recovery but still also add that progressive overload and it is such a silly little thing but it makes such a massive difference yeah, also, I mean, sorry go on cool. from a technical point of view and learning technique all right it might be a slight variation but as long as you're you're doing let's just say good technique you're reinforcing that technique it's repetition rather than i do it once a week and then i don't come back to it until monday next week oh, i've forgotten how to squat properly and your brain just goes, nah, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it enough. I don't want to learn it. <laughs> yeah, that 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 repetition, that that keeping the body or or keep working the body constantly and getting that volume in, you will get stronger faster. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what am I on now? This, this, I'm, 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 I'm see, I'm on like a a phase. This. So this is the other thing as well, right? There will come a point where if you're doing the same workout all the time, if you don't change it up or if you're following the same routine, your body's going to adapt to it. You're going to stop getting games. So you, so you will need to to cycle it. You will need to switch it up and do different things. Yeah. So I've gone through my first cycle, right? So I did three three weeks doing what I'm doing now. So basic five, heavy, low, low rep, heavy weight. Then I switched it to three weeks of sort of three or four sets of eight to twelves so mid-range reps and then the, the the third cycle i started supersetting things and going more for the the more hot the slightly higher intensity so you know when you're when you're pushing for the burn yeah. but now i've switched back to the strength phase and i'm now i'm actually a lot stronger now in all of my lifts particularly with my grip because my grip was a big weak point yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a lot stronger now going into this week than I was when I started on week one. So, you know, and then the plan is that when I go through the cycle again, I should be stronger again and gradually building that strength over time. Good. And also, my body fat's going down and I'm gaining muscle mass. So, Yay. you know, it, it's, it's working. And that, that's that's at the end of the day is what it's all about. Us. So what Kyle's just described there is another principle that we as trainers have learned, and it's called periodization, right? And it's a posh way of basically saying that there is a set way and set sequence of things to do to train the body. And it basically, bottom of the pyramid, stability and mobility. You need your joints to be stable, then you need to learn to move. Next phase up is there's basically strength okay then you've got speed slash endurance depending on what your goal is and at the top is like skill effectively that's where you're the master of it all and what you basically do is you work through the pyramid or depending on where you start and what your goal is you might not get to the top you might not even need speed and endurance you might spend stability mobility a little bit more time if you've got more injuries again you structure it according to where you are and what your goal is okay but the key is like kyle said is you don't spend all the time in just purely one phase you know even and i'm going to pick on bodybuilders again because they're an easy target i mean um <laughs> but <laughs> well they're even, big enough yeah they are literally all right but even professional hey, even you could hit one right, uh, 
Oh, that's low. <laughs> um, even professional bodybuilders don't spend all their time training purely for hypertrophy. They do it for a period up to competition, and then they have a recovery phase. They have a reintroduction of movement where they relearn everything, and then they go back round. It's just you don't see that bit when you see them in the gym doing all the get hench stuff. Yeah, so, again, a good training program will structure stuff accordingly. You won't spend all of your time in one one phase. You know, it's like it's like when you no. speak to people in the gym. It's like, oh, how long? Oh, my training program's not working for me. Oh, okay, how long have you been following it for? Two years. Six years. <laughs> yeah, six years. Yeah. Have you have you changed anything? No, it's the same program. Uh, okay. Like yeah. I, well, here's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> but you still there? Oh no, yeah. I've lost. Is it- Oh, Kyle, I can hear you. Can you not hear me? Hello? Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, hello. Hello? Kyle? Yeah, my internet decided. Turns out it was my internet after all. (laughs) Hello? Hello, Hello, got you. Can you hear me? David? Hello? Oh, there we go. There we go. Good God. Oh, we sound so geriatric. Hello? <laughs> Is this on? I wonder if that recorded. Hey, who cares? That'd be hilarious. We'll just we'll just stick with it. <laughs> we'll just go so, with it. So, uh, what were we saying? Oh, we were, yeah, we were talking about someone following the same program for 20 Six years. years. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it... it it is like another important principle, right? Because again, we're, we're bashing the, the mentality of the fitness industry and the go hard or go home. Elite level athletes and the highest performing people, I'll tell you what, they don't train like that 100% of the time. Otherwise, nope. they would break. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> why should we train like that 100% of the time? Because, because we would break. What we're told to do, Kyle. We're told to just smash ourselves all the time. We're told that we just we just do the same thing. No, no, they don't. Just just, just stop it. <laughs> please, and it's, please it's, stop it's, it. it's, it's a really difficult mentality to break, right? Because it's so ingrained. When you actually try and encourage somebody who is say say for example, you've got you've got a lady who's I don't know early forties. She's 25 to 30% body fat. So she's not she's not particularly overweight, but she wants to get leaner. She's busy. She works full-time. She's got three kids she runs around. She's the primary caregiver for the kids, so she's got to feed them, run around after them. She, she, she makes time to do She's in the gym five days a week for an hour at a time. She might do some weights and then some running and whatever else, but she'll be doing the same thing for about a year. And she's not seeing any results. And she's tired. She's burned out. The obvious thing there is maybe you're doing a little bit too much and you need to slow down. If you're constantly in that state of stress, the stress levels are through the roof all the time, your body's going to be out of balance. Your body's yeah. going to store fat. Yeah. But trying to get someone to actually get to that point where they're actually willing to slow down. Because the initial thing is, but if I stop, I'll gain more weight. And here's an here here's a thing as well, especially if someone like say say a particular lady as well, maybe she's she's already at a 
quite a low calorie deficit. So maybe she's only getting 1,200 calories a day, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, her body's going to adapt to that, isn't it? So your mm-hmm. body, see, see what happens is when you, reju- when you restrict your calories, your body adapts to the new amount of energy that you're giving it. So if that's a lower amount of energy than it really needs, well, your body's going to learn to kind of take shortcuts to, to function. And one of the things it's going to want to do is it's going to want to hold on to, to body fat because body fat is an energy reserve. It's not going to want to let go of it. So you might find that actually you have to increase your calorie intake so that it may be initially where you're gradually building it up. You might get a little bit of weight gain, possibly through water, um, and possibly just because that you are going to be at a surplus. But your body over time will start to readapt and it will start to become more efficient. And then when you're eating more, you get uh, the thermic effect of eating. So when you when you eat, you're you, your, your body temperature increases, so you, your body's actually utilizing more energy to digest the food. Your body can actually isn't necessarily in that starvation mode, so I want to hold on to energy all the time because it's got enough stuff coming in. Um, yeah, so and, and depending on what you're eating and how you're eating as well, and how you manage your stress and blah 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 blah, you'll tend to find that once that you once your metabolism starts, sort of resets itself the weight will start to shift again. But that initial thought of as soon as I stop, this is part of it, right? Because it's so ingrained, it's that initial thought of the second I slow down, the second I stop, the second I do something different to what I've been brainwashed to think I have to do, yeah, it's all going to fall apart and I'm going to get fat. Uh, well, there's like you said, there's a, there's a couple of things in there. One is like Einstein's, like we spoke about this before, Einstein's you know definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting a different result you know mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't work okay two right guys th- from the research right now unless you are like kyle spoke about elite athletes right the, everything for them is structured everything their program their sleep their nutrition their hydration everything is planned and prepped okay all right and, now and by this the is, way sorry just go on, just go quick, on. Inter- quick interjection there just sorry to interrupt most of these elite level athletes also know that what they're doing is not he- not healthy and they they do it knowingly because the performance and the result is what they yeah. want. But they know They're training for performance, not health. Yep, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. The flip side of that is everything is still structured. They have sleep coaches. They have nutrition coaches, you know, dietitians. They have rehab practitioners. Everything is structured. And this has now been proven through research that they are the only people likely to ever truly overtrain because – the key word is if you're not an elite level athlete, the likelihood is, like Kyle just said there, you're not overtraining, you are under recovering. You are doing too much. And since when is the answer to doing too much to do more? You are way, way more effective. And it's been proven to actually take things away as much as you possibly can. Some things you might not be able to, fair enough. Yeah, trust me, I've tried with the kids. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> So they keep coming back. Yeah, honestly, so annoying. <laughs> but, um, no, but all jokes aside, you know, like there will be things you can't take away, but you can still change your perception on that. All right. But then what can you actually remove? Well, it's actually easy to slow down exercise, make it less stressful on your body. You know, look at sleep, get the recovery elements in place first. Sleep, nutrition, hydration, then add 
less stressful forms of exercise let's put it that way yeah, or, mm. or, or or try different kinds of exercise because you can still you can doesn't mean you can't exercise no, you can true. use the principle of active active recovery if your body's doing the same if you're pounding your body with the same thing every single day change it switch it up give your body a break from doing the same thing if you switch it up maybe i'm not saying go and do something equally intense but try a different form of lower intensity exercise so you're not not doing anything but you're giving your body that chance to to recover so that's that's kind of a principle of active recovery yeah i'm still not going running (laughs) (laughs) you could go walking though Ooh, shots fired, Kyle. I'll let you know. I went for a walk slash run with the kids along Sidmouth Beach yesterday. And today ah, when we... when you we just, You just admit you just admitted oh to God. running. Yes, I went running with the kids. Yeah, okay. I will always run with the kids. Why? Because it's fun and you get to play with them. Running for the sake of running is like hamster on a wheel. Fair play if you do it. I, I think it's fantastic. Okay? Just the idea of doing it to me, it's like, no, mate, no. That's why I have a car. <laughs> Although, saying that, right, all jokes aside, I've got a skipping rope, and I'll quite happily go out in the garden and, you know, just skip and skip and skip, and it's weird. It's ironically, it's funny, because I am the most... Do the kids, absolute... do the kids hold one end each, and then, like, you sing yes, songs? And... I do, we do, We and, and I get my daughter to braid my hair with the before I go skipping. <laughs> yeah, totally, Kyle. <laughs> Um, but you, again, you just got to, like you say, find something you like. We said before, find something you enjoy, change it up a little bit. You know, use that principle of active recovery so you can still do something, you know, without pushing the body too much. Yeah, that's it. It's just it's, part of it is just learning to listen to your body and be smart about it. Because if you keep fighting your body all the time and you keep trying to force it, well, guess what? Your body's going to win every single time. <laughs> oh, for God, yeah. And honestly, guys, you'll end up seeing someone like myself, okay, to fix you in a few years, and it will cost you a fortune. <laughs> All right? Because <laughs> so, you are so screwed. Because that niggling little shoulder pain is like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, all four of my rotator cuffs have just come off. Oh. Because I didn't stop benching when my shoulder was telling me to. Right about that <laughs> there we go. and right. on that bombshell yeah. <laughs> we'll wrap the call up thank you very much for listening guys yeah, cheers guys we'll speak to you again next week stop the record thank you for listening to the Mojo Show join us again next week for more real talk about the world of health fitness and self help